If you've been listening to the Truest Fan Blueprints, you know that Phil and I want to see you, our listeners, succeed. And that's one of the reasons we've created a brand new program called the Truest Fan Roundtable. It's your way to take a test drive of our coaching and mentoring process, a process that will help you take your business and your life to new levels of success. And you can try it out for free. Just go to truestfancoaching.com forward slash free dash access and sign up. That's truestfancoaching.com forward slash free dash access. I hope to see you there. Wanting something and really wanting it for the right reason is another way of saying that you're going to continue down the right path even when the motivation wanes. That goes by the wayside. You eventually get in that comfort zone and unless you want it, you're really going to have to think long and hard of that, about that. It's not just about the money. A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of financial advisors don't regularly hire. So they'll run into somebody who they're really excited about. And they'll just go ahead and hire them. And they'll say, well, it's a great person. It'll work out. But they don't really understand whether that person gets what they do and has the, the capacity to be able to do it. They may want it because they're applying for the role, but you've got to answer all three pieces. Get it, want it, have capacity to do it. Welcome to the Truest Fan Blueprint, a podcast for financial advisors and other professionals looking to get the most out of yourself and your business. I'm Rob Brown. And my partner, Phil Calandra, and I promise to walk you through a journey that will allow you to take action in your business and your life so that you can be the best that you can possibly be. Thanks for listening. Again, friends, welcome to the Truest Fan Blueprint. Rob Brown here, along with my Good friend and partner, Phil Calandra. Phil, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, Rob. Glad to be back. Yeah, absolutely. So what we want to talk about today is sparked by a phrase that one of our clients used with me the other day that really got me thinking about team building and making sure we have the right people on our team, but also thinking about how sometimes we take on more than we can possibly handle because we don't have a time to do it. And the phrase that this client used is get it, want it, and capacity to do it, uh, GWC. And, and for some of you, that may be a familiar term. It comes from the book Traction, and it is a way to think about making sure you have the right people on the right seat on your bus when you're building your team? Do you have people who get it? They get what they're doing. They understand the industry and the role that they're in. Do they want it? Is this a, a role that they really want to play and they're excited about? And then do they have the capacity to do it? And that can be a little bit of a time thing. And it could also be the personal knowledge or the personal skills to be able to execute on it. And I think it's a great 
question to ask when you're hiring or when you're considering putting an action step into your truest fan action plan? Do we as a team get it, want it, and have the capacity to do it? It's a great three-part measuring stick that, that really jumps out to me. I know it did to you as well, Phil. Yeah, it does. And, and to a large extent, if you don't have all of those components, you may be setting yourself up for some unwanted failure. And when you're building a team around you, you have to be, as the scripture says, equally yoked. It could be in any type of relationship. You have to have this commonality, you know, what, what scripture would call equally yoked. And sometimes it's hard to get the get it, want it, and capacity components to line up. And I do think that you're going to run into some disappointment if you don't have those things in alignment. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Probably where I see that the most is in the hiring process. So with our private clients, sometimes we will help them make decisions on what roles they need to create or fill or build on their teams. And then depending on the project, we may actually get involved in the interviewing process. And the reason that we do is because, especially me, I've hired lots of people over the year and helped lots of people hire other people. So I'm comfortable with the connections and I'm willing to ask the questions to understand. But yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of financial advisors don't regularly hire. So they'll run into somebody who they're really excited about and they'll just go ahead and hire them. And they'll say, well, it's a great person. It'll work out. But they don't really understand whether that person gets what they do and has the, the capacity to be able to do it. They may want it because they're applying for the role, but you've got to answer all three pieces, get it, want it, have capacity to do it. And on the flip side, sometimes you run into somebody in the hiring process when you're building your, your team that on the surface doesn't seem like a good fit because they do a horrible job interviewing. They don't have the same energy level that you have. But if, again, you stop and take the time to see where they really are in that full spectrum, it can make it easier. And that person, maybe that you want to hire because they have the right ambition, isn't the right person. And that person that you have a negative impression of front is really the right person, but you've got to, you've got to dig deep. You've got to be able to understand the different elements of it. So I think that's another place where get it, want it and capacity to do it really fit in. Yeah, that's a great point, Rob. And it, it's an interesting dynamic, especially in our world as financial advisors. I doubt very seriously there are many financial advisors that don't have at least the burning desire to help other people. I would hope that's why somebody would become a fiduciary advisor, even if they're commission-based or whatever, however you define yourself as a practitioner. Most financial advisors want to help other people. But in the hiring process of staff, of operations personnel, of financial paraplanners, maybe it's a trading function, that is sometimes difficult to find those other team members that have that same passion and burning desire to want to do it. it takes on a new complexion if they're just solving for a job. You want to make sure that the people that 
are with you as a teammate are bought into the vision and what you're trying to do. And and I'll give you my perfect example because you know this scenario, Rob, when Trish Overton came to me from Chicago, worked for a colleague, friend in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, and I couldn't pay what she was worth. She took a role here in Atlanta, moved uh, halfway down south here, and I knew she wasn't paid what she was worth. But she was bought into the vision. She bought into what I was trying to build as an advisory practice in Atlanta. And now we're, gosh, I don't know, 12, 13 years into this endeavor together and have built a wildly successful practice. And I could not have done that without Trish taking the operations helm. And she was bought in. She understood exactly what I was trying to build. She understood exactly what I was trying to create. So when you look at those kind of the GWC, she got it. She wanted to be involved and be engaged in that. And she, of course, she had the capacity to do it. And now she's moved on to bigger and better things as we merge at our practice. But, you know, I don't think you have that kind of success without those components. And I'm proof positive of that. Yeah, and that's that's a great, very practical example because as you reference that, that also ties that back into what we always talk about. The vision that you had for where you wanted your business to go needed to have the right people on the team. And when you found that right person, it was much easier to really grow and go forward. And, you know, that that want it thing in the middle, you know, I, I guess we could probably argue all day long as to like which one is most important. But since there are only three, they, I guess they all have to be important. But that that want it part is really is really something because, you know, I <laughs> right. run into advisors or people running businesses all the time that don't really want it. You know, they all they have in their head is I've heard that I can make a bunch of money, you know, creating this internet sensation, or I can make a bunch of money, you know, being a financial advisor and they make it all about the money. They want money. They don't want the business they're building or the role that they're going to play as a part of it. But then I also run into lots of great people who are on teams that have roles that are behind the scenes that maybe a client would never see but you hear them talk about that role that they're in as they're building that website or they're handling that paperwork. And they just love it because what they want is to be part of a team that's doing great things for their clients and customers. And they know that even though they're behind the scenes and they're not the one that that client or customer is seeing, they are an integral part of the process. And they know that by being an integral part of that process, they're having life impact. So they really want that role that they're in. So I guess maybe I'm, I'm playing favorites here, but you know, get it, I get what the role is. I have the capacity, the knowledge, education, do it. Yeah. But do I really want it? Whether I'm, you know, the, the person making all the decisions or I'm that person in the back of the room doing the work that's really, really important to the organization. I really want it because it's going to make a difference to me and my life and the lives of the people that we impact through our businesses. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Rob. I think the want it component 
would be elevated to top tier for me as well. And we're going to do a show. We're going to talk about the difference between motivation and discipline. But I think that wanting something and really wanting it for the right reason is another way of saying that you're going to continue down the right path even when the motivation wanes because the motivation on the front end is, well, I got the job. I'm making 50, 60, 70, $100,000 a year. That goes by the wayside. You eventually get in that comfort zone. And unless you want it, which in, in our world as a financial advisor, you're really going to have to think long and hard of that, about that. It's not just about the money. And we're convinced again that if we're conditioned and we're in a position where we think it's convenient and easy once you have the job, but it really doesn't. It really isn't. It's continuous. It's a continuous struggle and it's a continuous building process to get where you want, which is to me, fulfillment. That's why we do what we do in whatever pursuit in life. It's to get the ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment out of it. And you better really want it if you're going to hit that, strive to hit that. Right. Yeah. This has been a great conversation, Phil. It's gone a lot deeper and further maybe than than we initially planned for it to. But if you're still listening, and we, we hope that you're buying into this, this simple idea of get it, want it, and capacity to do it. And as always, we want you to like take this concept and look for ways that you can actually put it into action. Because just hearing it, even if you go out and read Traction and learn more about it, isn't going to make any difference if you don't take action. That's right. So what I would suggest to folks listening to this, you know, are you getting ready to do maybe annual reviews of your team members to kind of see where they are on your team and where they want to go going forward? Go through a get it, want it, capacity to do it, a set of questioning with them to make them stronger in what they do and really help point them in the right direction. Are you getting ready to hire somebody or create a new position? Get it, want it, capacity to do it. How do you allow those questions to influence what you want to do going forward? Or maybe you're just doing some planning for yourself and you're thinking, you know, do I really get what it is I'm trying to do? Do I want it and do I have the capacity for it? We would suggest, because we're biased, that if you use the truest fan planning process, the truest fan action plan, that you're going to be answering these questions along the way. But use these questions in some of your decision making. See if it helps you get better, stronger answers where whether you're building your team or developing your yourself as a leader that you're on the right path and maybe focus on the want it because I think that is a strong place to start because we all do better doing those things that we want to do, that we enjoy doing the most, especially when they're aligned with our big goals and our big dreams and our big plans. Couldn't agree more, Rob. Love it. Awesome. Well, let's wrap up this episode of the podcast, reminding you to share this episode with your friends, but also letting you know, as always, that we are rooting for your success. Take care. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Truest Fan Blueprint. If you want to learn more, head over to our website, truestfan.com. 
On the site, you'll learn more about becoming a Truist fan. You'll also find today's show notes and links to the other gifts and resources we talked about during this episode. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, we're rooting for your success.